God. Because like David said, I was glad when they say, let us go to the house of the Lord. Will you jump up on your feet and shout a very loud hallelujah? Please, as you remain standing, can you open your Bible to Genesis chapter 12? We're going to read verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. The book of Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. I'd like to welcome each and every one of us to the second service. This is the second service we're having this morning. And I believe the Lord will do greater things in Jesus' name. God did great things in the first service. But I want to believe that this service shall be greater in Jesus' name. Are you there? Genesis chapter 12. If you are there, shout another hallelujah. Can we read together? One, two, go. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless thee, them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Can you just lift up your hands wherever you are? Father, in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the entrance of their word giveth light. It bringeth understanding to the simple. We lift up our hands as a sign of surrender, even unto you. And I'm praying for every hand that is lifted up. Our Lord and our God, you will bless them with your word in the name of Jesus. Let no man, let no woman who have come today go back the same. Let your name alone forever be honored. Thank you, Daddy, for everything. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You are happy to be here again. Shout another amen. Shall we be seated? Shall we be seated? I want to start by welcoming every one of us very specially to, like I said, this second service. Believing that the Lord who has been blessing us will bless us again in Jesus' name. I want to thank God for various revelations of his word that we have been receiving on a daily basis. Um, since the Lord gave us the theme on common blessings, the Lord has been opening our eyes to a lot of new, new revelations on a daily basis. I think every morning I am on for six minutes, at times seven minutes, at times eight minutes, um, giving some of those things God has shown and revealed to me. How many of us have been listening and the Lord has been blessing you? Can you shout another hallelujah? And um, on Tuesdays too, by the grace of God, during the uh, midweek services, God also has been revealing a lot to us um, through the word of God. I want to believe that these teachings will do a lot of impact, will make a lot of impact in our lives. Because the desire of God is to actually make you what he wants you to be. I always tell children of God that you are a building under construction. When people look at you, they have one fault or the other they want to mention. They have one thing or the other they want to say about you. But you know, 
don't let whatever they say about you bring you down. Because you are not a finished product yet. You are not a completed building yet. You are still a building under what? Under construction. God is still working on you. And I know when he would have finished with you, those who threw away their faces from you in time past, they will rush through you because you will now be a carrier of the favor of God. If you are following what I am saying, shout louder, hallelujah. So I want to encourage you to keep following the word of God. The only thing that can make you to become what God wants you to be is the word of God. And last Sunday when we gathered here, we began to talk about laying the right foundation for these uncommon blessings. Laying the right foundation for these uncommon blessings. I shared it in the first service, in the second service, and in the third service. And I, 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 I decided for us to start like that because the foundation is important. I told them in the, two, in the first service that there were two reasons why God is asking us to go and rebuild our foundation. You can rebuild that foundation. You know, I don't like saying it, but I read civil engineering, and one of the things they taught us is that if a building has a faulty foundation, it can be repaired. They call it underpinning, underpinning. If this building has a wrong foundation, for instance, they can do what? They can dig down, reinforce the foundation so that it will not collapse. And if there is any of us who needs to do some underpinning in our lives, because the truth is that where God is taking you to is not what you are thinking about. It's so large. It's so great. And if you don't prepare yourself very well, it will not be able to carry what the glory that God wants to manifest in your life. That's why you need to do what? Make your foundation very firm. So that that height, God has purposed. Because when you see a 20-story building, for instance, what they don't tell you is that they have also gone in down with the same kind of foundation. And number two, this is not to make you afraid. The, the wind and the storm of the enemy is going to be greater. So, and you know, Matthew chapter 7 was talking about the man who built his house on a sandy soil. And when the storm came, it blew and took away the house. Any child of God that is not standing on the right foundation, on the firm foundation, the book of Psalm 11 verse 3, it says, if the foundation be destroyed, what will the righteous do? That's why you need to go back and work on your foundation. You need to go, and I told us three areas of our lives that we need to do what we need to work on concerning our foundation. The first one, I said you need to work on the foundation of your personal relationship with Jesus. The foundation of your personal relationship with Jesus. And the reason is this. In the Old Testament, when God was talking about blessing, he was talking of blessings in material terms. And that's why we're going to be using the example of Abraham. When God said, I will bless you, in Genesis chapter 12, when you entered into chapter 13, verse 2, you will find out that 
the Bible says Abraham became very rich and wealthy in cattle, material things. But you see, the children of Israel became very proud. And some of them ordered the blessing. They thought the blessing was for them, as some of us normally do. But the truth is that God will not bless you because of yourself. God never releases his blessing just because of you and your family. If God is blessing a man, it is because, as we are going to see very soon, he wants to make him a blessing. Somebody shout hallelujah. So because of that, God said he was no longer going to bless them with material things. He was going to bless them with what? With spiritual things. And that's why many of us don't understand that when Paul was saying in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, many of us will be asking, I don't have a car, I don't have a house, I don't have children, I don't have husband, I don't have wife. Why will pastor be saying God has blessed me? Listen to me. Every child of God that has a relationship, a personal relationship with him, has a, is a blessing. Let me come closer to you. Every child of God who has a personal relationship with Jesus, if you didn't know, I want you to know that you are automatically a blessing. The fact that you are related to Jesus makes you a blessed man and a blessed woman. So, if you have lost that foundation, you need to go back and rebuild it. So, Paul was saying that for everyone who has a personal relationship with Jesus, God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings, and that those blessings are in Christ Jesus. And from verse 4 of that Ephesians chapter 1, he began to mention the blessing. He said, he has chosen you to be holy and to be blameless. From verse 5 and 6, he says he has adopted you to become, become, accepted in the, become accepted in the beloved in Christ Jesus. He says he has abounded you with wisdom and with, and what? And with prudence. He says he has made known to you the mysteries of his will. And then number 5, he says he has given you a what? An inheritance. And then, he said, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of what? Of promise. Seven blessings that God has made available for us in redemption. He said, you are redeemed and your sins have been forgiven. These are all spiritual blessings. And that's what makes you to have anybody that does not have a personal relationship with Jesus is outside of Jesus and is under a curse. I'll say more on Tuesday about that. So what makes you to be a blessing is that I have a relationship with Jesus. And I told us, I said, you need to go and reinforce that foundation of that relationship through prayers, through your personal worship. Worship may no longer be just in the church. It will no longer be in any special mountain. He said, now is the time when true worshipers will worship him in what? In spirit and in what? And in truth. Then number three, a strong affinity with the word of God. 
You need to build that foundation. In the second service, we're talking of building the, 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 the foundation of what? Our, of our spiritual power and what? And authority. This is the time to put on the whole armor of God. This is the time to put on the whole armor of God. If you are not a child of power, the battles are fierce. If you are not a child of power, you will not be able to do what? You will not be able to retain the blessing God has released upon you. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against power. He said, against spiritual wickedness in what? In high places. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand against the wise of the devil. He said, and having done that, you will stand. Somebody shout hallelujah. You need the power of God. You need to become a man and a woman of power. Power and authority. Power and authority. If not, you can, you will say he has blessed you, but all of a sudden, one small sickness can take all the blessing away. One small sickness must be a child of power. And then number three, you must lay a solid foundation of seeking the perfect will of God. Seeking the perfect will of God. Not just the permissible will. I told them, I said, when you talk about the perfect will, you are talking of what is good and acceptable to God. Permissible will is good. You are not committing sin, but that is not what God is saying at that point in time. And it will take a man who is hearing from God. One of the things that helped Abraham that we are going to be using this money is because he kept hearing from God. Abraham kept hearing from God. Every child of God who has a relationship with God must keep hearing from God. That is what is going to distinguish you from other people in this dispensation. Everybody is running to the left, but God is saying, my son, go to the right, and you go to the right. That is what is going to distinguish you from others, from the crowd. You must hear from God. You must hear from God. Abraham heard from God. And these three things will help you to do what? To position yourself for this uncommon blessing that we are talking about. A man that has a personal relationship with Jesus, a man that is what? Seeking the spiritual power and authority of God. The man that is seeking the will of God is automatically a man and a woman that is doing what? That is seeking God's kingdom. These three things put together is what will release the spiritual blessings upon your life. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said, and all other things will be added unto you. When a man seeks the presence of God, personal relationship with Jesus, when a man is seeking spiritual power and authority, when a man is, all you are doing, you are not interested in what is happening around you. All you are doing is seeking the, to do his perfect will. Automatically, you are seeking his what? 
the, his kingdom. And then when these three things are present, he said, we now do what? All other things. Material blessings will now follow. Somebody shout hallelujah. Those are the all other things that will come thereafter. But you know what we do today? When we mention blessing, car, house, I'm not saying these things are wrong. If you don't get the spiritual blessings first and be solidly secured, these blessings will come and they will kill you. These blessings will come and they will consume you. There are people who say they are blessed. The same car they say they were blessed with is the same car that killed them. Is that a blessing? Okay, you will not answer me now. That's not a blessing. The same child, God give me child, God give me child. The child finally comes. Is that same child that carries a knife and say, Daddy, today you see that you die or I die. Is that a blessing? But when the foundation is solid and the man's spiritual aspect is, the spiritual blessings have come, all other things will now come and they will rest, there will be additions that will make him to get to where God wants him to go. Can I pray for somebody who will say amen very well? That will be your portion from today. Yeah. We need to seek God. Everything that is happening around us today, all over the world, God is speaking. He said, let him that has yes, hear what the prophet is saying to the churches. God is speaking. The end is at hand. The end is at hand. The end is at hand. We are still doing, just like the days of Noah, everybody is still doing what he's doing. This is the time to seek God. Make God a priority in your life. Because when you grab God, all other things will follow. All other things will be added. And that's what we see in the life of Abraham. Sorry, I didn't talk about, I didn't give you the topic of this message. I'm speaking on what I have titled generational blessings. Everybody say generational blessings. Say it very well. Generational blessings. Generational blessings. I told them in the first service, for somebody to contact that blessing, it must be what? It must be obedient. It must live in obedience. We just read a place in the Bible. God woke up one morning, woke up Abraham and said, Abraham, you must leave this country. You must leave your kindred. You must leave your father's land. I'm taking you to a land that I will show you. Abraham did not know where God was taking him to. How many of us will stand up now? Say, I'm going somewhere. I don't know the place, but God is speaking. Abraham stood up. In verse 4, he said, And Abraham departed. He was obedient. He was obedient. And you know, in verse 2, God told him, He says, Where I'm taking you to? I am going to make you a great nation. Is it in your Bible? He said, I will make you a great nation. Number two, he said, I will bless you. Is in your Bible what I'm talking now. And number three, he said, I will make your name great. I will make you famous. Those three things, 
were the things God told Abraham. And you know, if you have the same kind of Bible that I have, immediately he said, I will make your name great. There's a semicolon. He said, where well, these three things, when I make you these three things, thou shall become a blessing. Is somebody still following me? Number one, he said, I will do what? I will make you a great nation. Number two, I will bless you. Number three, I will make your name, I will, I will make your name great. And when these three things happen, then thou shall become a blessing. And I told them in that first service, there's a difference between God has blessed me and God has made me a blessing. Are you people here this morning? When God blesses you, he empowers you to prosper. Hello, sir. He gives you the ability to prosper. But when God makes you a blessing, that's what you now see in verse 3. If you have your Bible, verse 3. Verse 2 ended and said, And thou shalt become a what? A blessing. When God makes a man a blessing, number one, he said, I will bless them that bless you. Hello? Oh. I will bless them that do what? That bless you. When God makes you a blessing, everyone that blesses you automatically becomes blessed. If you bless me, I don't need to pray for you. Automatically, you are blessed. You must look for people who are a blessing and contact your own through them. Because for every man that God has made a blessing, when you bless him, God says, I will bless that person. Then the second part says, everyone that causes you, I myself will do what? We curse. Hallelujah. So all those women who fight and say, he cursed me, he cursed me, he abused me. You don't need to do that. When God makes you a blessing, when somebody says, God punish your father, God is the one that will curse that person on your behalf. And I tell people, I say, if your father curses you, your pastor can pray for you and break that curse. If some other person curses you, it can be broken. But if God curses a man, who will break it? Who will break it? It's finished. Case closed. And that's what God is saying. That when a man becomes a blessing, number one, I, I, when, they bless, when, they, when, they, when they bless that man, I will bless the person. When they curse that man, I, and then number three, he says, through you, the whole world shall become blessed. That's the generational blessing. That means the blessing will not only be for you, it will transcend to what? To others, other generations. God blesses you so that you can become what? You can become a source of impact in the life of others. When God blesses you with salvation, it may what? A channel, a what? A channel of blessing to others to become saved. When God blesses you with wealth, he wants you to become a channel for others to become what? To become wealthy. 
It's not just for you. And I say that's the difference between a black man and a white man. A black man receives something that looks like a blessing and he thinks he has arrived. He must block the road that nobody must pass because he's doing a party. You cannot talk anymore because he feels he has the money. But for a white man, to a very large extent, he opens up opportunities for others. Maybe he opens factories, carries out one project or the other for others to be imparted. We need to change our orientation. People come and they die. People, wealthy men come and they die. Leaving all their wealth, they don't go with anything. And yet, people are still grabbing and grabbing and grabbing. Grabbing things that you are not going to go with anywhere. God has blessed you. They say, give for the things of God. You are fighting. Pay your tithes. You are fighting. Ah, tithe is in the Old Testament. We are in the New Testament. As if the Bible is not one. Let me tell your neighbor, the Bible is one. I tell a lot of people, the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. If not, when Jesus came, he won't make reference to it. He will always tell them, you have heard that it was said. That is because the Old Testament is still relevant. It's part of what God wants you to do so that you can become what he wants you to be. So I told them in the first service that for you to be able to do what? To, through, to become a channel of blessing through which others will become blessed. Number one, you must be ready to live a life of obedience. Everybody say obedience. 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 If you are living a life of obedience, you won't argue whether to pay tight or not to pay tight. If you are living a life of obedience, you won't argue whether this one is sin or this one is not sin. You will do what God is asking you to do. And then God will keep your life and watch over you. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, the Bible started in verse 1 by saying that these blessings that I am commanding upon your life, they are going to come upon you. They will not only come upon you, he said, they will overtake you. And when, they, when, 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 when the Bible says blessings will overtake you, what it means that those blessings will be beyond you. Is somebody still following me? There are blessings that even some other generations will enjoy from. Because you have become a channel of blessing. But there was a condition. If only you will do what? You will keep the commandments of the Lord and observe to do them. So all these blessings shall come upon thee. Not only come upon thee, but they will do what? They will overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And he began to enumerate those blessings 
from verse 3 until it got to about verse 14. Obedience. Obedience. Job 36 verse 11, he said, if they obey and they serve him, they will live their days in pleasure and their years in prosperity. Obedience. Obedience helps you to sustain the blessing of God beyond you so that others can become a blessing. When you are disobedient, you shut up the tap. And I made reference to the first man, Adam and Eve. They shut up the tap because of what? Disobedience. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. He said, come now, let us do what? Let us reason to what? Together. He said, if you are willing and you are obedient, you will do what? You will eat the good of the land. Obedience. Some of us have entered into trouble in time past because of what? Disobedience. Disobedience. You know, I just made reference of what? Of Deuteronomy chapter 28. When you read from verse 1 to verse 14, it talks about these blessings will come upon you. This ble that blessing will come upon you. That blessing will come upon you. When he got to verse 15, he reversed it. Are you following what I'm saying? Look at the way you're looking at me. He reversed it. And he says, these curses will come upon you if you do what? If you continue to live in disobedience. When you get to read your Bible. Blessings come when a man lives in obedience. Curses come when a man lives in what? Disobedience. I know there are also arguments. Can a child of God live under curses? I explained it very well on Tuesday. I'll be explaining it very well on Tuesday. Can a child of God live under curses? A child of God should not be living under curses. But when you leave what? When you leave your realm doing the things you should be doing inside of Christ and you are doing some other things, you will come under a curse. Automatically. And I mentioned some of them there. A child of God who comes to church, he says he's a child of God and he's still doing idolatry. He will come under a curse. He's still stealing. He will come under a curse. He's disobedient in paying his tithe. He will come under a curse. You come under a curse. I say curses are forces of disability. When a man is cursed, is disabled on all fronts. There is nothing he will touch that he will prosper. Even when others are succeeding, they say this is the business that is moving now. The moment he comes into that business, everything packs up. Because the man is cursed. I try to answer a little bit why Nigeria is like it is today. I've had the opportunity of traveling to some countries. Many countries don't have what Nigeria has. Are you hearing me, sir? Israel is a desert. It's a stony land. But that country is feeding many parts of the world. When you talk of good soil, this country has. Israel does not have oil. This country has. 
But you know, when a land is cursed, the things that should be a blessing to you becomes a disadvantage to you. Are you people still with me? A country can be cursed. A church can be cursed. A family can be cursed. An individual can be cursed. And I said, when a man is cursed, it's like a dog that is tied to a pole. Brother, you know, when you tie a dog to a pole, he can do everything a normal dog will do. He can eat in that place. He can bark. He can bark. But he's limited. He can't go beyond. <laughs> he can't go beyond that place. So you see the country going round and round and round and round in what? In cycles. Anytime you think it wants to get better, everything changes. But in the name of the Lord, the Lord will change our story today. Amen. Obedience. And then number two, it brings me to what I'm supposed to be saying in this service, although the time is gone. Service. Everybody say service. 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 Apart from obedience, if you want to be a man that will be a channel of blessing, if you want to be a man through whom other generations will be blessed, you must be ready to do what? To render service. Faithful service. Faithful service. Sincere service. All this one, they are begging you to walk, to sing, to do one thing or the other for God. You are wasting your time. The blessing will still be very far. Look at men of God who are serving God today. Blessings are not far from them. I don't want to mention names. Blessings are not far from them. Abraham that we just talked about. Abraham was a man that rendered I told you he took Lot along. And in, in chapter 13, the Bible said there was a strife between the servants of Lot and the servants of Abraham. And Abraham came to Lot and said, why should there be strife between your servant and my servant? We need to split. Pick anywhere you want to pick. And then Lot looked at the choicest place and picked Sodom and Gomorrah. And in verse 14, countries gathered together and fought that land. And they took away Lot. But Abraham, as a man who was ready to render service, took his servants along, about 318 of them, to go and fight those kings. And the Bible says he rescued Lot. If you are not ready to render service, you will not be able to go very far as a channel of blessing. I just told you, I said, God has blessed you with salvation because he wants you to do what? To be a channel to bless others. Has blessed you with money, he wants you to be a channel to bless others. But if you are not ready to serve him with what he has done in your life, it will be difficult for you to go far. If they obey and serve him, I'm talking of the second one now, service. Whatever you are making, make up your mind to do, it's not the magnitude that matters. It's your faithfulness. He said, a faithful man 
Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. It's your faithfulness. All you may be doing in this church is sweeping. Nobody may recognize you. Heaven recognizes you. We have heard of old women in the church. A story of an old woman who kept praying for the church. All she was doing, that was her work. Nobody knew. Pastor did not know. No. I told the pastor went into a trance, went into heaven. And all of a sudden, he saw the woman, old woman in the church, who everybody will say is not doing anything, living in a mansion. And they gave him one room and parlor. And the pastor was annoyed. Am I not the senior pastor? Am I not the general overseer? How can you give me room and parlor? And this woman, who is not anything, you are giving her a mansion. And the angels told him, very careful. You are even here because of that old woman. If not for the old woman that was praying for you every day on her knees for you, you won't even get into this place. How much more to get room and parlor? That tells you what God is looking for. Men and women who will serve him faithfully. There should be no room for slothfulness. We must be fervent in what we are doing. Pastor may not know. He may not even recognize. But listen to me. Even if he recognizes, pastor cannot pay you. God is the rewarder of them that diligently seeking. Are you in the church and you are doing nothing? Doing nothing. Or you want them to keep begging you, begging you, your blessings will still be very far. You will not be able to make the right impact. It will be difficult for you to make the right impact. And the third one I'll be talking about in the third service is giving. Giving. Abraham was a man who gave. Gave even the best that you can ever imagine. God told him, I want you to go and sacrifice your son, your only son. Go and offer him for a sacrifice. Abraham said, which one? <clears throat> Let me hear you very well. Is it the one I waited for? 99 years before you gave me, or which one? Is it not Ishmael you are talking about? God said, I don't know Ishmael. I'm talking of your son, your only son. That's why it's good to hear from God. And he took his son, Isaac, put firewood on Isaac's head, carried the knife, and they were going. Isaac a very inquisitive boy, when they were getting close, decided to ask his father, Daddy, the firewood is on my head. The knife is in your hand. Where is the burnt offering? You can imagine. But thank God for the man who knows what God has made him to be. What did he say? He said, the Lord shall provide. Hallelujah. Can I tell somebody this morning, the Lord shall provide. I'll provide for you and meet you at the point of your needs. But he wants you to know that I'm blessing you 
so that you can become a blessing. You can become a channel of blessing. You are not yet a man that is a blessing if everybody around you is poor. If everybody around you doesn't know what to do. And you are, I, I am blessed, I am blessed. You are not blessed. You are not yet a blessing. You may be blessed, but you are not yet a blessing. The height God wants to take you to is that you will become a what? A blessing. Blessing that will outlive your generation. There are many things we are enjoying today that generations that went ahead from us, ahead of us, provided for us. What are you going to leave for other generations that are coming? Speaking to every one of are you just going to pass through this world and nobody will know that you pass through? I'm asking you. No impact. Nothing. They say Reverend Obende came and passed. Nothing. Say that will not be my portion. I know you can't say it very well. That will not be my portion. I said that will not be my portion. Bow down your heads now and begin to appreciate God for what you have had. Give him all the praise. Give him all the honor. Give him all the adoration. Give him all the thanksgiving. I want you to pray. Give me the grace to obey you. Give me the grace to serve you. Give me the grace to serve you. Give me the grace to serve you. Our Lord and our God. So that I can become a channel of blessing. So that I can become a channel of blessing. I want to be a channel of God's blessing. I can become a channel of God's blessing. Our Lord and our God, I want to be a channel of God's blessing. I want to be a channel of God's blessing. Give me the grace, mighty and ever-living God. Give me the grace, mighty and ever-living God. I want to be a channel of God's blessing. I want to be a channel of God's blessing. You are not praying. Many of us are not praying. Many of us are not praying. Time is up. I want you to pray. Bless me and make me a blessing. I want you to pray to God. Bless me and make me a blessing. Bless me and make me a blessing. I want to be a blessing. Our Lord and our God, I want to be a channel of blessing to the lives of others who are around. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to rededicate yourself this morning. And say, Baba, help me. Make me a channel of blessing. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Can you lift up your hands wherever you are? Father, in the name of Jesus, for your word that, thank you for your word that, thank you for your word that, thank you for your word that you have given your people this morning. You see, you don't just want to bless us. You want us to become a blessing. I pray for everyone under my voice this morning. In the name that is above every other name. Our Lord and our God, every hindrance to becoming a blessing. Whatever has been an obstacle limiting them, going round and round in cycle, I command today, let it be broken in the name of Jesus. Let today mark a day of a new beginning in the life of that man. In the life of that woman, you have revealed to us the reason why you want to make us a blessing. Our Lord and our God, help us to walk in it. Let the light of everyone that is saying amen shine. In the name of Jesus.
Let your name alone forever be honored. We thank you, we bless you. We adore your name and we glorify your name. Take all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.